Hello everyone, Will Witherington coming to you from the North Georgia town of Dahlonega, Georgia. We're down here visiting some family and giving our kids a little bit of change of scenery. Uh, for my military friends uh, that are familiar with Dahlonega, that is Mount Yona. Mount Yona is where the Army Ranger camp, the mountain phase of the Army Ranger School is. So I love coming here and seeing all the military guys and, and that's our view for the, uh, while we're here. But this week, uh, during the, our sermon on Sunday, Robert preached on the retribution of Christ and his second coming, overthrowing Satan, and his first coming and second coming, overthrowing Satan on the cross, ultimately overthrowing Satan's rule and reign on the earth. Uh, and then uh, yesterday, uh, or, or Tuesday, in his teaching, Robert expounded on that satanic involvement and overthrow by talking about the screw tape letters and the very real nature of satanic involvement and demonic involvement on the earth still. And uh, then in our prayer time yesterday, Mark led us through some prayers in that regard. And, and Mark ended our prayer time by um, praying through the Lord's Prayer, which he's done the last couple of weeks. And it's fitting because it, it, Jesus' prayer is, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so I thought I would give us an on earth application to the Advent uh, idea of, of retribution. Um, as you can see, uh, Revelation 12 there, it says, And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who was to rule all the nation with a rod of iron. Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. So what's tied into the idea of retribution is rule and authority. And so if you just did a uh, a thesaurus search for synonyms for the word retribution, one of the words would be justice. And, and so I want to talk this afternoon for just a little bit about justice and how that plays into the Advent teaching that Robert gave about retribution and how we can participate in that. A couple of verses on justice. Isaiah 61.8, for I, the Lord, love justice. So clearly God loves justice. Psalm 33, 5, the Lord loves righteousness and justice. So righteousness and justice are closely synonymous. And we'll see that in just a little bit. Proverbs 29, 7, the righteous care about justice for the poor. And that kind of translates to us, those who have come into a relationship with Christ and are made righteous by him. The righteous care for about justice. And then the very famous passage that Martin Luther King Jr. made in his speech about justice, Amos 5, 24. Let justice roll down like waters. So there's a lot of verses about justice in the Bible. These sort of get at the heart of God loves justice and God intends for his people to love justice and he intends for justice to roll and cover, the, cover uh, his kingdom. So as I mentioned, I'm here in Dahlonega, Georgia. And this, uh, this picture here is a picture of the, the courthouse here in Dahlonega, Georgia. And, and when you talk about justice, it's, it's closely synonymous with um, courtrooms and na nation's rule and rule of law and those kind of things. We're going to talk more about that, but this, this is the, the, the courthouse in Dahlonega. Dahlonega is famous for uh, the, gold, the gold rush, the first gold rush. And I'm going to show you some things with my gold nuggets here in a minute with the first gold rush. But uh, in this courtroom, uh, justice was supposed to be taking place for, for the citizens of Dahlonega. And my stepfather used to say, uh, if justice didn't occur in the courtroom, justice would certainly occur, occur on the steps of the courtroom afterwards. And he actually witnessed a, a killing uh, when he was uh, in, his, in his teenage years of a, of, a, of a man taking justice into his own hands. But justice and courtrooms are, are closely related. 
In fact, uh, in many of the courtrooms and court buildings and government buildings throughout the Nate world, Lady Justice uh, is seen as a statue or as, as, as a carving. And Lady Justice is always holding what they call the scales of justice. And the idea is that the scales of justice would determine what was right, what was wrong, what was fair, what was equal. And she's called it Lady Justice. And that's a, from Greek mythology on back into the ancient world. But this, look at this, this is just a Wikipedia picture of all the different places in the world, and this isn't all of them, where Lady Justice is uh, has a statue or a carving on a government building or on a Supreme Court building or on a courthouse of that age. You've got Brazil, you've got Japan, you've got Memphis, Tennessee, you've got uh, all kind of places here, Italy, where Lady Justice is present. And this is, this is what we see even in the scriptures is when the kingdom of God comes, when the rule and the authority of Christ come, justice will reign. Now, what about this idea of scales? This is, where I, this is where I thought would be a great application for us. A few verses, Proverbs 11, 1. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his, is his delight. Justice and balance and scales are kind of intertwined there. Unequal weights are an abomination to the Lord, and false scales are not good, Proverbs 20, 23. Uh, Leviticus 19, you shall have just balances and just weights. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. So part of the intrinsic nature of God's people is that they have justice and it's reflected in how they use scales. And let me let me show you this. So I've got a I've got an old timey scale uh, here. Let's see if I can get a little bit of it. Um, <clears throat> that, that uh, I got here in, at an antique store. And let's say I've got my, my some of my favorite candies that I love to eat here is these caramels, and I've got my gold nuggets. So I've got my uh, sugar gold and my gold nuggets. Let's say uh, I, you wanted to buy from me three gold, uh, three sugar, uh, caramels, sugar gold. And so I'll put those in. You can see the scales are tipping. So this is a picture of injustice. You haven't paid me for the, the, for the caramels yet. So I'm gonna take my gold nuggets, and I think it takes about two, well, maybe three, three gold nuggets to uh, get a just, to get the scales back to justice. All right, and this is a little bit of old scale, so we'll work with it here. But you understand the idea. So two gold nuggets will give you three caramels. Now those scales are just now. They're balanced. That's a fair deal. You get three caramels, and I get, I get two gold nuggets. That's the thing. So when we talk about scales, we're talking about justice. And that's what the scriptures say. Now let's apply this. Jesus said, and as we mentioned in the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Justice is absolutely a part of God's heavenly kingdom. Micah 6, 8, the prophet Micah says this, he has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you on earth, but to do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with your God? So what would it mean for us to do justice? Well, let me give you a, 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 an example from history. Back in 1776, our country wrote one of the most powerful documents ever, the Declaration of Independence. And in the Declaration of Independence, we see this phrase, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So in a sense, what he was saying is, let me, let me even these scales up with a little more caramel here. I think that'll do it. 
uh, is if, if the Declaration of Independence was getting at an equal, just system for its citizens, that all people were created equal. Uh, and if I use the word rights, there's a righteousness about treating everyone as equal. But sadly, that's not been how the Declaration of Independence has been applied to citizens. For example, it wasn't until 1868 that slavery was abolished. And we had to put an amendment into the Constitution called the 14th Amendment that abolished slavery. Why was that? Well, because certain citizens, the black citizens, namely, of the United States were not being treated equally. They were not being treated with equality. They were, they were not living out their inalienable, inalienable rights endowed by their creator. They were being unjustly treated. There was oppression. You can see that there. there were, the scales were not equal. So the 14th Amendment sought to bring justice to all peoples there. In 1920, uh, women were given the right to vote almost 150 years after our equality document of the Declaration of Independence, women still weren't able to vote. So the, in a sense, the scales were weighted to the men to vote. And, and the, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution gave women the right to vote. And then in 1865, the Voters' Right Act gave all citizens, regardless of color and, and uh, uh, skin color and uh, gender the right to vote. Now I say that because we're in a season of politics, right? But what, what I'm getting at is there is a just way of doing that. And our constitution tried, our Declaration of Independence tried to do that. But this is an example of how the scales of justice ought to prevail. Now, what is it? what would it mean for us as the people of God to do justice on the earth? Here's the question I think we can ask each other. Where do I see the scales tipped? Or where can we tip the scale? So if I'm looking at this right here and I see that, uh, man, the scales are way tipped to the gold coins, I need to, I need to either subtract money from the gold coin side or I need to add caramels to this side. So what would subtraction look like when doing justice? Perhaps there are things in my life, jokes that I tell, places that I go, attitudes that I have, things that I read, relationships that I have that I need to take away so that justice can prevail. That would be subtraction, okay? I might need to take away some things from my life so that justice can prevail. Or what if I need to add some things? I need to add love. Maybe this Christmas you need to add someone to your dinner table that uh, gets to the ideas of justice. You're adding caramels uh, to the scale so that they're they're, they're equal and, and fair. So doing justice, so one question that we can ask as a church and as a people is, where can I tip the scales? Where can the scales be tipped so that justice in our city can happen? And sometimes it's little things, as you, could, as you saw. Sometimes it's just a little weight, a little pressure here, a little relief here. And those are good words, relief and pressure. The oppressed need relief. When people are oppressed, they need relief to get justice. When there is bullying, when there is oppression, hepping, there needs to be pressure put on them for justice. And so relief and pressure might be a good way to, to look at that. Now, let's, let's tie this all together into our Advent season. Go back to Revelation 12. 
but I want you to read it from the lens of Isaiah 11. Revelation 12 and Isaiah 11 are, are, are a, a very clear picture of what this uh, coming seed son of God would do on the earth. Let's read Revelation 11. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, David's great-grandfather, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. This is talking about the coming Messiah, who we know is Jesus. And the fruit of the and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Can you see in that the scales of justice takes discernment? It's wisdom, it's it's knowledge, it's counsel, it's power. And Jesus has these. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He won't fear man. He won't fear consequences. He will fear the Lord. He will do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Now look at the, this, the second part. He will not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear. He's not contingent upon testimonies of men and evidence, but with righteousness, utter and total righteousness, he will judge the poor and decide with equity, with justice for the meek of the earth. And he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. There's that phrase again from Revelation 12. And with the breath of his lips, he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist and faithfulness the belt of his loins. Here's a very clear picture from Isaiah. What's coming is a king who is not like any other king. And he will lead a kingdom that won't be like any other kingdom. It will be utterly righteous, utterly just. And Isaiah goes on to say, what will happen in that day when that king reigns? And this is the hope for you and I during this Advent as we do justice on the earth. In that day, the wolf will lay with the lamb. This is just a continuation of that Isaiah 11 passage. Wolves eat lambs now. This is an unjust world. We live in a creation that's not uh, living according to righteousness and justice. Wolves eat lambs, but in that day, the wolf and the lamb will lay together. In that day, the calf, the cow will graze with the bear. In our world today, bears eat cows. In that day, a little child will play with a cobra. Right now, we'd never let our children play with a garden snake, much less a cobra. And in that day, there'll be no more pain, no more sickness, no more cancer, no more heart disease, no more abuse, no more coronaviruses, nothing. There will be no more pain and there will be no more wars, no more violence, no more division. As Isaiah says, for they will no longer hurt or destroy on my holy mountain. Friends, this, the coming retribution that's coming to Satan and his minions, to anyone who's been afflicted and oppressed on the earth, justice is coming. And we have the privilege to do as the prophet Micah said, to do justice on the earth. So my prayer for us as a congregation and as a community, as we look at our world, as we, as we understand the spiritual dynamics going on, that we would look for places where we can tip the scales, where we can invite the oppressed in, where we can remove injustice from our systems and our lives and our homes and our cities, where we can apply pressure in places where we can bring God's righteousness and peace and justice to the earth. So I'm asking for God to give us wisdom in that this, this uh, coming Christmas. May God be gracious to do that because the coming hope is that we will live in a kingdom that is utterly righteous and just. May God be glorified in our efforts to do justice on the earth. Have a great time. I uh, look forward to seeing you in a couple of days when we get back to town. Uh, blessings. Bye.